G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision 180. Live different. Different. So joining me in the studio tonight is Mike and Mike from the Conqueror's Strength Team from America. How are you guys tonight? Very good. Very awesome. good. Glad very to be good. here. Very good. So tell us about the, the Conqueror's Strength Team. What do you guys do? I mean, you bend stuff, which is pretty awesome. But I don't know. What's the, the message behind it? Uh, the Conquerors exists to transform communities worldwide with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we perform feats of strength, physical demonstrations of strength, to draw people's attention to the real strength in our life and in in life in general. And that's a relationship with the Father God through Jesus Christ. Mm. So we use the physical as a as a means uh, of drawing people in. What um, we're we're just basically evangelists, and uh, we have a passion for souls and seeing people. Uh, come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Yeah, so cool. So what kind of strength things do you guys do? Now, you're going to bend a pan for us, but what else do you do? Mike. Other Mike? Yeah, well, uh, when you come to a Conqueror's show, you're going to see various feats of strength. We do uh, power breaking, which is where we stack up uh, large uh, stacks of bricks, and we break them with our forearms and our fists and Elbows and, and uh, a few of the guys on the team have even broke them with their heads. So uh, that's that's pretty amazing. How many other guys um, do this? Uh, we, we have there's nine guys total on the team. Nine. And there's three of us that uh, are are full time. There's two of us that are here in Australia. Amazing. Where do yeah, you get you so. you people from? Well, Where do we, they come from? We don't um, we don't recruit, and uh, so people come to us usually by word of mouth or uh, from church, um, and they have an interest in what we do. And then so we have a rookie program, which lasts a year, because uh, we don't want anybody to get the wrong impression that it's about being on stage and showing off your muscles, because usually guys who come from an athletic background are used to being catered to. And, yeah, true. And so they have to – and we tell them right off the right, – right, right up front that, you know, we're going to exploit your weaknesses and <laughs> – it's not if you fail, it's when you fail, because we want to see how they handle failure. Amazing. Because we're in schools with a bunch of young people, yeah. and we need to know the character of the guys on our team, because a you know, principal could come and say, hey, one of your guys, we're flirting with the seniors or something, and we got to be able to look them in the eyes and say, hey, what's up with that? And we got to know. Mm, for uh, sure. Because it's not about these biceps, it's the character muscles that yeah. we're concerned with. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And I've seen you break bats and, and, and stuff like that. What's the, the most dangerous thing that you guys perform on stage? Uh, the hot water bottle. Very thick rubber. Bad yeah. idea. So what do you do with that? We blow it up like a balloon until it explodes. That is a terrible... Do not try this at home. <laughs> yes, do not try it at home. What? With the water inside of it? No, no. Oh. We blow it up... <laughs> It's, it's the only okay. feat of strength on record that a man actually died performing. Back wow. in 1970, a guy was blowing up a hot water bottle. The pressure reaches about the same amount of pressure as in the average car tire, and it came back, exploded one of his lungs, and he died. Wow. Um, Tell us a bit more about your personal testimony. I know you, Mike, you were in prison. Yes. Prison to Jesus. Yes. Which is uh, a great story. So tell I, us about that. I uh, was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, and my family, uh, you know, had a very uh, dysfunctional family, and I got into drugs early in life and got into crime. 
uh, very early. I had an extensive juvenile record, and then I ended up going to prison. And it looked like my life was destined to be one of uh, drugs, crime, prison, and early death. But then uh, I met Jesus, and uh, he changed he changed the, the direction of my life because he changed my heart. Amazing. So how did that happen? Were you um, like in the, in the cell one day, and how did that? I was raised in religion, and so I knew a lot about God, but I'd never had a relationship with him. And the first five years I was locked up in prison, I met some guys who were authentic believers, and they would always witness to me and say, you know, Jesus loves you. He's got a plan for your life and all that. And I'd say, yeah, 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 I know all that. And, yeah, me, I'd done all the <laughs> sign of the cross and all that. Yeah. And then uh, and then when I got rearrested and I was in prison for the second time, I was facing life in prison. And I remembered those words, and I cried out to God. I said, if you're so good, if you've got this great plan for my life, then how come my life is so messed up? Mm. And it's the first time I ever heard his voice. He uh, he simply said, call on me, son, call on me. And so I got on my hands and knees and stretched my arms out, and I said, God, I've ruined this life. There's nothing I can do with it, so I surrender. It belongs to you. And the way I was raised, I thought I had to confess every sin I ever committed. So I said, sorry, I pushed my sister down when I was four. Oh, wow. <laughs> sorry, I put the cat in the dryer when Where's I was six. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, I was there for, for quite a while. But when I got off of the floor, nothing changed around me, but something was different inside of me. Mm. And uh, I, I, I truly experienced life and joy in that moment. Yeah. And uh, I never looked back. The rest is history. Yep. What about you, Mike? Other Mike? What's your um, story like? Where yeah, do you start? Yeah. Well, I think the unique thing about Mike and I uh, doing ministry together is that our stories are so opposite, mm. and yet God has brought us both on a journey to be in the same place today. We're both, uh, you know, dads and husbands, and uh, but my journey was different in that I was born and raised in the church. Uh, you know, went to Christian school, went to Sunday school, went to youth group. Uh, mm. You know, it was it's just like everybody I knew was was going to church or in the church. And uh, what what I didn't realize at the time as a young man was that it was really creating what I believe that the Bible talks about uh, when it says a lukewarm Christian, mm. right? Because uh, because my faith was really the faith of my parents. Uh, I, I I was a good moral kid. I you know I, I made good choices. I didn't, yeah. I didn't do drugs. I didn't do alcohol. Aww. You know, I remained. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm one of those guys that you. actually remained pure to my wedding day. Right? And Amazing. That, that's, yeah. And um and. Uh, but yet, uh, behind the scenes, my value and identity was coming from who I was in the world, how mm. you know who I was as an athlete, who I was in the gym, how much weight I could lift, how much money I could make. I, I used to uh, uh, have a real estate career, and uh, but but what I realized is that that each one of those things uh, at, at different times in my life came crashing down, mm. and uh, and it was it was in a pretty low point in my life, you know, not in a cell. Uh, but but definitely in a, in a low point in my life when when the Lord uh, just really revealed to me that I was the foolish man in the uh, the wise and the foolish man story, right? Amazing. I'd, yeah. I'd been, I'd been yep. building my life on the sand, and every time the storms of life came, it just just uh, just ruined everything that I had built. Yeah. And I didn't realize that my foundation was not rooted in Christ. And uh, that's that's what we love about the conquerors is that our our message for youth is that we realize. The, the pressures of life, and and all the stuff that's coming down upon them is 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 intense, right? Mm. I mean, with 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 social media, with with all the things that the world has to offer, and um, that's that's the reason behind the name of the conquerors as well, because 
you have to overcome the things and conquer the things in life yeah. that, that tend to cause you rejection and cause you failure and depression and anxiety and all that. Yeah, that's so cool. I just wanted to pick up on one thing that you mentioned that was identity. Mm-hmm. And that's such a massive issue for so many people. And especially I find those myself when I'm in the gym, I, I look around and I'm like, you know, so many of us have body dysmorphia and we're in here because we want to make ourselves strong. And mm-hmm. so where did you um, find that, you know, kind of how did you break away from that and step into your identity in Christ and not, you know, what other people look at you and how you see yourself and how strong you are? How did you step into that, I guess? Yeah. Well, I guess my my, my identity was coming from all those things in the world because, uh, I had not had a healthy picture uh, painted for me uh, as a, as a younger man, right? Um, it, you know, I think that the world just shows us that if you're successful in business and make a lot of money, you're 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 going to be valuable, mm. or your life will be valuable if you're this or, or if you're that. Uh, and um, what what I realized is that you can never truly understand your identity until you get into the scripture, get into the Word, and see who God says you are. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are a masterpiece created mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus to do good works that God established in advance for us to do. Yeah. And and if you don't first understand that you're a masterpiece, right? I mean, there's 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 people sitting uh, sitting out there listening to this right now all over the world uh, that are they don't they don't feel like they have, their life has any value, right? Mm. Uh, and uh, and and when you turn to scripture, it was when I turned to scripture and started to realize my value, my identity comes through who Christ says I am. Amen, brother. So good. Well, mm-hmm. we very much look forward to seeing what you guys do up on stage on Wednesday. So we can find you at Light of the World on Wednesday. You'll be up on stage bending, smashing, breaking things, which yep. would be great. Yep. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out tonight, guys. Thank it's been you. awesome. Thank Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 